Coming up on the Smitty and Mitty Show this week, the OHL finals are wrapped up. Who is going to the Memorial Cup this year? Plus, the Toronto Maple Leafs make a big splash in the front office. All that and more is coming up next. And now... Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Start your engines! 90% of the time, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. The show that's got everyone saying... You're so dumb, for real. With Smitty. What you just said is one of the most idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. And Mitty. I've been in this business 15 years. What's your name? you. That's my name. This is the Smitty Mini Show. Big congratulations goes out to the Peterborough Peets who are off to the Memorial Cup in Kamloops, B.C. Underway this weekend uh, after a big win in the OHL Championship Series against the London Knights. And wow, was it an an exciting series. You heard the final call there on TSN as the Peets make the trip back to the Memorial Cup for the first time in 17 years. Coming up on the Smitty and Mitty show today, we will talk about those Peterborough Peets and the OHL finals. Uh, Reese Domaney and Colin Ward from the OHL in 60 podcast will be my guests on the latter half of this show. Uh, we'll dive in and talk all about that OHL championship series as well as who the favorites are in the Memorial Cup this year. If it's going to be a team from out west, maybe the hosts, Kamloops, or if it's going to be Peterborough or Quebec from out east we will have to wait and see reese demanding colin ward will join me in segment two of the radio show and podcast on this week's smitty and Mitty show welcome back for another week of sports content noah smith joining you here from studio no mr middleton again here this week on the show we'll hopefully have him back uh joining us at some point next week as well to get his sports banter on the show a big thank you goes out to our sponsors, Goldline Curling, the choice of champions, and Dave Middleton at Sun Life Financial in Kincardine. Life is brighter under the sun, helping make this show possible every single week. As always, check out the Smitty and Mitty Show on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Smitty and Mitty Show. And hey, if you're listening to the podcast or the radio show this week and you have some Rogers television in the London or Grey Bruce regions, Turn us on. We are on Friday and Saturday nights as well as replays throughout the week on Rogers TV. More of your favorite sports content just in TV form. You get to see our uh, our smiling faces every single week. So check it out wherever you can. Smitty Mitty Show on Rogers TV or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. As mentioned, we're going to talk some OHL hockey in segment two. Uh, In the third segment of the show, I'm actually going to talk about some NHL hockey. The Toronto Maple Leafs, of course, eliminated from the playoffs a couple of weeks ago. Uh, We now know that the Florida Panthers are off to the Stanley Cup final. Another team that the Toronto Maple Leafs have lost to, once again, off to the Stanley Cup final. Just seems to be a trend almost of those teams going off to the Stanley Cup final. This time, it's the Florida Panthers off 
to the final. We'll talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs in the third segment of this show and podcast. Uh, we'll dive in a little bit to some exit interviews. We'll hear from Brendan Shanahan, a little clip of what he had to say and what his thoughts were heading into this offseason. And then we'll also hear from head coach Sheldon Keefe. Uh, of course, these interviews happening um, after the Kyle Dubas firing. So um, we don't necessarily know what they were thinking going into it, but a big bombshell for the Toronto Maple Leafs with the firing of their general manager, Kyle Dubas, just this past week. Who knows what the Maple Leafs are going to do? I'll discuss it a little bit in the third segment of this show. Well, I don't have a whole lot more to talk about here in the first segment of the show, so with that, we'll take it to a very quick break to start the show, but I've got a long conversation coming up on the other side of the commercial break. Reese Domeni, Colin Ward from the OHL in 60 podcast will both join me to discuss the OHL Championship Series and their thoughts on the Memorial Cup. You're not going to want to miss it. More Smitty and Mitty Show continues after the break. The curling season is just about over, but it's a great time to get ready for next year with the Gold Line end of season sale. Jackets, vests, shoes, and brooms. Check out all the deals at goldlinecurling.com. Goldline, the choice of champions. Even though I'd just gotten a new job that paid well, I still wanted to be prepared for the unexpected. My Sun Life advisor encouraged me to do three things. Get health coverage, start paying back debt, and build a safety net. When I got my cancer diagnosis, my advisor had already helped me become debt-free with enough set aside for emergencies. When I took time off, I didn't worry about my finances so I could focus on getting better. Today, I'm in remission. Call Middleton Finner Financial Services with offices in King Carden and Port Elgin. You're listening to The Smitty and Mitty Show. Welcome back to the Smitty and Mitty Show for another week here on the TSMS Radio Network and the Smitty and Mitty Show podcast. Joining me now from the OHL and 60 podcast, Colin Ward and Reese Demaney. Reese, good to see you. Colin, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, excited. Excited to make the debut. <laughs> it's always it's always good to have uh, some new faces here on the show. Uh, and with the OHL Championship Series wrapping up this past week, we now know the team that is going to be representing Ontario at the Memorial Cup, and that is the Peterborough Peets. Colin, I'll start with you. Tell us a little bit about your thoughts on this past championship series and really how the Ontario Hockey League came to find their representative in this year's Memorial Cup. Yeah, you know, there's definitely a battle of adversity for both teams in this series. Obviously, London Knights falling up short those in London, I'm sorry for that, but there's a lot to look forward to for London in the future. There's a lot of bright pieces there. I know it's sad to see guys like Brett Brochu go, but for a team that started off 0-4 to start the season, to battle back and go to the OHL finals is remarkable. So props to Dale Hunter and Mark Hunter and staff there and the players um, and the fans behind this team. I mean, it was nice to see the bud post-COVID to see that 9,000 through it throughout every game, and that was nice to see as well. And I know Matty Hiscox, um, got some good pictures as well as we saw on Twitter, and that was nice to see uh, the bud packed again and uh, to feel that vibe around the city because we really haven't felt that. I know last year, I mean, came up short the Kitchener Range, and we really never felt that come again, like that house of green mentality. But this year, we definitely saw that. So that was nice to see in London. And then for the Peets, I mean, the Peets battled adversity in game one, right? They could have folded up shop, but this team throughout the playoffs, and especially more. Every round, I guess, because they had, they hit adversity for that Sudbury series. There were times where they just outshot the Sudbury Wolves and just could not score because Broussard played so well for the Wolves and net. And then they got through that series remarkably in four games. And then 
you go beat the top team in the Ottawa 67s, which no one really expected that to be a six-game series. I mean, when you saw the Peets throughout the regular season, you kept thinking, okay, this team's going to fall. This team's going to fall, right? Because they haven't played good. They didn't play with just one puck. Everyone needed the puck. We didn't see them play as a, a good bunch. And then all of a sudden, this team clicked at the right time, and they just peaked. And um, they went through North Bay seven games. I mean, props to Sean Spear, and you see two block shots with his face, a broken jaw. They're banged up. Um, close group there, really good group. And that's recent I've been with the Hamilton Bulldogs, now Brantford Bulldogs. You really saw that. It compared to last year's group that we saw in Hamilton, where it was such a close group, and you acquire guys like Avery Hayes and Gavin White to go along with Brendan Offen and Owen Beck, guys that are high-caliber players in the Ontario Hockey League. And when you get guys like that high character, it's going to put you over the edge. And then in the finals against London, you down 3-0. You could have packed up shop, but they found a way to get it together and uh, win it in six games. And, I mean, took care of home ice. That was a tough place to play, PMC. Yeah, you look at the way that the season went for the Peterborough Peets, obviously now uh, off the Memorial Cup for the first time in 17 years. But there was a time in the season when things didn't really look all that great for Peterborough. Yeah. Uh, they made some moves at the deadline. Things still didn't really go well, but they get into the playoffs and then things click. And, and you know, sometimes, Reese, that, that's all it takes is to be mm -hmm. the hottest team at the right time. And for Peterborough, uh, the goaltending, the offense, everything seemed to work when it needed to here in the playoffs. Yeah, it's funny that we saw Peterborough do that in the playoffs and we're watching the Florida Panthers kind of do the same thing yeah. um, in the NHL right now. But no, you're you're absolutely right. I, I think I'll be the first one to admit that I, I had no faith or little faith, I should say, in the Peterborough Peets having a chance at uh, chasing a championship just because of the way that, you know, the rest of that regular season went following the trade deadline. And I compared them at one point to the 2019 um, Niagara Ice Dogs where they went out and bought and paid a hefty price for a lot of talent. We're looking at uh, a deal that brought in Jason Robertson and, um, uh, and the defenseman Paquette from Kingston. Uh, we're looking at Jack Stadnika, Matt Broussard coming in from Oshawa and a lot of talent, young talent, and a lot of draft picks went back the other way to those two clubs. Kind of got that sense that that was the Peterborough Peets team this year where it, it's all in or, or bust. You have to win. There is no other option but to win an OHL championship and go to the Memorial Cup. Um, and, and you're right. They got hot at the right time. Michael Simpson stood on his head a lot throughout this entire playoffs, right? And oh, I had the North Bay Battalion coming out of the East. I just thought they were one of the deepest teams other than the Ottawa 67s. You know, if if anyone was going to get past North Bay, they had a pretty good chance to win the OHL championship. And that's exactly what happened. The Peets go back to the PMC down three to two on the brink of elimination. They're able to get the next two games against a very good North Bay Battalion team and then end up winning in six over the London Knights. So, uh, you know, it's it, I, I like that we're able to see a story like that where it's a four seed coming out as the champion. But really on paper, this was like we're looking at a one or two seed on paper because there's a lot of talent on this team, and they proved that in the OHL finals against London. Now they get themselves a trip to the Memorial Cup, as I mentioned, for the first time in 17 years when they beat London uh, back then as well to make their trip to the Memorial Cup. And now you look ahead for Peter Bro and a pretty big test. Some great teams heading out to Kamloops uh, this upcoming weekend. 
But for Peterborough, this was the year for them to get it done. I know we've touched on that already a couple of times here in the show. Uh, London, you look at that finals. London has some guys that are returning. Sure, they're going to lose um, some big pieces, but the Knights generally tend to fill that in pretty well year over year. But for Peterborough, it seems like this year was the year to get it done. And all those guys on the same page. I know I, I talked to Pete Dalladay, who does the, the TV voice for the Peets prior to the series, and he says, to be honest with you, this is this is the year to get it done for Peterborough, and they've done that. Uh, Michael Simpson, London-born goaltender, getting the job done, MVP in the series for Peterborough, and it just seemed like everything right now for the Peets is on the right track. Colin, how, how do they keep this going, if you will, into the Memorial Cup, which for them begins on Saturday in Kamloops? Yeah, you know, I think Rob Wilson has done a very good job at adapting throughout the playoffs so far. We've saw lineup changes, and we've saw Peterborough as many teams battle injuries in the postseason. That's just going to happen in the playoffs, the grind of the postseason. It's going to happen. Um, and just to shout out, Jonathan Malise should be back soon, which is a big return. They got from the Hamilton Bulldogs last year, part of the McTavish deal. Um, you know, there's a couple guys there. Chase Stillman stepping up in the playoffs has been big on that third line for the Peets. Um, he had a couple big games. I mean, he's the fourth Stillman now to be on the J. Ross Robertson, so that's kind of pretty cool. I mean, his dad, Corey, won it with Peter Burrell in 93, where he got traded at the deadline from Windsor to Peter Burrell, so that's just a cool stat there um, for uh, Stillman's on the J. Ross. But, you know, there's just depth, and they're getting lucky because they've had a lot of young guys come up from the OJHL, from the GOJHL, guys that have come up at their own their rights, like guys like Braden McCallum, who played in Lindsay this year, and had a really good year in the OJHL, a lot of penalty minutes, but he came up and adapted right into that fourth line as a 16-year-old, and it really created a lot of depth for the Peets, and Rob Wilson's done a really good job utilizing those guys, those young guys that have added to the roster, I've noticed in the playoffs, and are just finishing your checks, and that's so hard to play against when you're facing guys that are coming up and they're fresh, right? They've had a couple weeks off, then they get thrown in the lineup. They're a fresh team right now, so I think creating depth, is a big one for Rob Wilson because in the Memorial Cup, it's so quick, right? All of a sudden, you are you get out of the OHL championship and you go right into that week where you're going to Kamloops, you're flying out to Kamloops, you're doing pre-scout on all these teams, but it happens so fast, it's a blur. And you can see a team being down 2-0 right away in the Men's Cup often because of that, right? You don't have a lot of time. So I just think it's preparation, getting in touch with coaches in the Western Hockey League for Kamloops in Seattle and similar to the Q, getting in touch maybe with the coach of the Halifax Mooseheads to get in touch about the Quebec Ramparts and Patrick Waugh system, how they match up, and really get into that pre-match here where you can match up the lines. Because those, those home games in the Mem Cup, when you get home ice in those games, that last change is so important. It's sometimes in those games, it's win and lose um, between the lines there, between the whistles in those games. So I just look at a matchup and see what Rob Wilson does adapting in his lineup and how he utilizes it. Maybe they split him up. Owen Beck should be back for game one of the Mem Cup, and they'll carry over to next year if he returns to the Ontario Hockey League, and he'll get game one of the regular season, the OHL season, but he's been, he's been good. And I look to split those guys up. Othman, Avon, Robertson have been good. Hayes, Beck, those guys have been spectacular as well. Um, so it's going to be exciting to see what happens here. But I just think the matchup and utilizing that depth that Peterborough has created in the playoffs. And I think they can match up with these teams because Seattle's loaded, right? When you look at Seattle, there's 10 guys drafted in the NHL on that team. That's a loaded bunch. And then seven on Kamloops. So there's definitely a lot of talent there. And it's just a matchup and utilizing that because Peterborough has their weapons too. Now this season for the Ontario Hockey League, you look at it and um, really in 2021, 2022 is kind of the first full year back um, from the COVID-19 pandemic. But um, for anyone that's kind of watched the game, followed the game, this year really seemed like the first 
full year. This is, we're back. This is hockey. No distractions. We don't even have to think about a distraction. Was there any big surprises for you, Reese, this season? I'm not just talking about the Peets or the Knights in the OHL final, but what were some of the biggest storylines, the biggest surprises that we might have seen in the Ontario Hockey League this season? Yeah, it was nice to get back to Eastern Conference, Western Conference play. Eh? You're not just seeing the geographical matchups between Niagara, Erie, Hamilton, Erie, um, Sault Ste. Marie, and anybody in Michigan. Um, or I guess they're the same conference. But like, you're, you, we got back to, to regular play, like you said. It felt normal. We're playing East versus West um, on a lot of nights. And you know, in a preseason media poll, I thought – that the Ottawa 67s were going to be a really surprised team. And I think they surprised a lot of people with the results that they ended up um, putting up this season. They were my surprise team coming into the year. They end up being number one all the way through. Uh, so I think you have to throw that out there. Not that I expected them to be bad, but to be as successful as they were, I don't think a lot of people saw happening. So I'd like to take credit for my surprise team being the Ottawa 67s. Um, but, but I think to start off the year, that we saw in the Western conference with what Kitchener was to start the year, what the London Knights were to start the year, right? Those are two teams that, okay, you know, let's it's, it's time to go. The Kitchener Rangers were a team that you expected to compete right from the start and compete for a championship uh, right away. Obviously didn't work out coaching wise at the Kitchener Memorial auditorium, Mike McKenzie having to take over the coaching roles once again, midway through the season, something that he has done before and, well, he had success doing before. So I look at the Kitchener Rangers and think, oh, that's not an eight seed. And they didn't play like one. They weren't an eight seed on paper. And we saw that with a first round sweep of the Windsor Spitfires, first time ever um, in the OHL that we saw an eight seed sweep a one seed in the playoffs. So I, I think that one is a is something to mention as well. Also, too, I think the Guelph Storm, I thought we th- expected them to be a little bit more competitive throughout the year, right? They're a team that wasn't great right out of the gun as well. They have a lot of young talent, which does help, of course, but, you know, I think that's just a team that was kind of in between. They really didn't know what their identity was, and I think they figured it out. We saw throughout the year them start to build, um, you know, the core. They started to understand who they were going to be, what kind of team they were going to be, what kind of system they were going to play, and, you know, making the acquisition for Patrick Lever. Uh, I think worked out very well for the Guelph Storm, and it's going to work out well next year because I think he's going to be back for his OA season. I think he's going to be um, the number one guy for the Guelph Storm. He's going to win them a lot of games next year. So, um, you know, it was a big year for them to to sort of build what they're trying to do for next year. Um, so that's what I kind of look at in the West. In the East, I'd say Mississauga and Hamilton following the trade deadline. For Mississauga, you lose Luca Del Belbelous, Ethan Del Mastro, Owen Beck. You you expect them to drop. Well, the exact opposite. And same with the Bulldogs, right? They trade away all their stars from last year. You think of names moved out you know, throughout the year. Marco Costantini, George Diaco, Ryan Winterton, uh, Ryan Humphrey, um, Gavin White, Avery Hayes, Logan Morrison. Um, it's just something you rarely see and i'm sure there are a few front office people that are like okay guys we sold we want to get a good draft pick like why are we winning but i think for the fan bases it kind of helped to see that the future is bright with the amount of uh the amount of success they had post-trade deadline so those are just to name a few but um 
it, it was a good year by far, getting back to really normal hockey. Reese Domini and Colin Ward joining me here on the Smitty Mitty Show this week, talking some OHL. Um, and of course, this upcoming week, the Memorial Cup uh, gets underway from Kamloops. And uh, we'll get to see the Ontario representative, Peter Burrow, get underway on Saturday uh, afternoon, Saturday evening here in the Eastern Time Zone. Uh, the team's in it this year. Seattle Thunderbirds representing the WHL, the Qu- Quebec Remparts representing the QMJHL. Of course, the, the hosts, Kamloops Blazers. Colin, who do we expect to be the team to run away with this tournament? Is there a team to run away with this tournament, or is it going to be a pretty uh, tight-knit tournament here? Well, here's the thing. It's such a tight tournament, and I think Kamloops is the best host we've saw in a while. I know St. John's winning last year, and you always see the team, the host team getting some time off, but Kamloops went to the conference final in WHL and lost to Seattle. But Kamloops has been a good team, and they're a very good team. They're a loaded bunch. I mean, we saw all the picks they give, gave up throughout the year, and at the deadline, we're thinking, how do teams do that in the WHL, trading the first-round picks? And it's like, thank God, the, the Ontario Hockey League, you can't trade first-round picks, or teams would be demolished. But Kamloops, I think, is a it's one of the better hosts on paper going into the tournament we have saw in a long time. I think Kamloops full-on can – and that's all four teams, can every host, obviously, they're going to be competitive. But I think Kamloops is legit com- – is legit favorite to win this tournament, but my favorite right now going into it is the Seattle Thunderbirds. I think Seattle is a team that is loaded. They have 10 drafted players and they have two goaltenders that I think can win any game in any time. Um, starter Thomas Millich, who was a starter at the World Juniors for Team Canada, who we saw him come in for Ben Godro and play lights out for Team Canada. And then in then this is where it gets interesting. Draft prospect Scott Ratzlaff, who played really good at the top prospects game this past year. Um, he's played really well as a backup there, but they definitely have that one and two. It's almost like the old Everett days. You know, Everett, they always have a goalie coming up. Seattle is a very deep team, especially in net. And I, I mean, you build from the back out, and Seattle's top six is probably the best in this tournament. And you're not going to outskill them. But I hope, and you could think if you're the Peterborough Peets, you can outwork them from the OHL. But the Peterborough Peets are definitely in that conversation with the three. But this is the year for the WHL. If they're going to get off that schneid and finally win a Mem Cup, this is the year they got to do it. Two, put two teams in there, and it's the best two teams from their from their uh, league. So they're well represented, as you, as you would expect with the WHL hosting it. But those two teams are legitimate hosts. And Quebec being coached by Patrick Waugh, it's a – Interesting system. They have seven draft eligible players. They have a 20 year old goaltender, William Rousseau. He had a 908, I believe, 908 save percentage at during the regular season this year, but he's been lights out in the playoffs. Um, Halifax, a high scoring team, and Quebec just knocked them off no problem. And that's how good they are in Quebec. And they're well coached. They're well, they're aggressive with the matchups with Patrick Law being behind the bench. You know what to expect out of him. So it's going to be a very good Mem Cup. And I'm going to go Seattle, Peterborough, Camloops, Quebec. That's my four. So Colin's got Seattle out of the WHL. Reese, I'll go to you now with the same question here. Who do you like in the Memorial Cup this year? Are you sticking with one of the out, out West teams or are you going to bring it a little bit closer to home? You, you know what? I, I really like Peterborough's chances. And the main reason why is their ability to start with the puck. That is something that the Peterborough Pete's coaching staff is very big on, very big on winning face-offs and being able to start the play, start with the puck and try and compo- try and control the pace of play that way. So I think that gives them a very big advantage um, when it comes to this tournament. We saw how they dominated the London Knights in the face-off circle. It wasn't even fair some nights, the amount of times that Peterborough would just, oh, yeah, 
flip back pretty easy. Um, you know, that's the way they made it look. They started with the puck all the time and more times than not, you're going to win a lot of games if you start with the puck a lot of times. So that's where I like Peterborough. I like their chances, their ability up front to win those big draws in the offensive end, maybe late when you need a goal or, you know, in your defensive end, when you're, when you're trying to defend a one goal lead um, and, you know, pull out a win. So I'd like to see Peterborough win. I think uh, we're ready to have another OHL team win a Memorial cup. Um, I think the Oshawa generals would have something to do with uh, that because they're not big Peterborough Pete's fan. And it's fun, uh, funny to see them go back and forth on Twitter, but uh, uh, yeah. And I mean, out West, I think it's a toss up between the two. Um, It's really tough to pick between Seattle and cam loops. Again, I still think it's a little ridiculous. The amount of talent first round picks they gave up for one year. And I mean, yeah, it's nice to win it all. um, But those can destroy franchises. And we're looking at the Regina Pats who have not yet recovered from 2018. They really have not been competitive since they hosted the 100th Memorial cup, um, which happened to be the first time that the Hamilton Bulldogs um, went to the dance, but it's really a toss up. All, all four teams are very qualified. Um, Quebec always seems to be strong out of the Quebec major junior hockey league. Uh, and I think the experience from Patrick Waugh being as, highly talented as he was in the game and um, you know, displaying the amount of talent that, that they have out East. So I, it's tough to pick. I, I like Peterborough. I want to pick Peterborough. I think it will be a team out West. Um, I think it'll be Seattle to bring it home. I think Seattle beats Peterborough in the finals. Um, so I'm going Seattle, Peterborough, um, Kamloops and Quebec. Good choices there, gentlemen. Uh, we got time for one final question each, and I'm going to give you uh, once again the same one here. Going back to the Ontario Hockey League, uh, you guys both kind of know what we're looking forward to uh, in 2023-2024 in terms of returning guys on a lot of these teams. Uh, Colin, I'll start with you. Who do you think early on, like these are the super early favorites, who do you think yeah. got the top shot next season in the OHL? Who looks the best, at least on paper right now? You know what? I'm going to go with the Guelph Storm. I think this Guelph Storm team reminds me of the Peterborough Peets this year. So you saw the moves that the Peterborough Peets made last year, right? The Chase Stillman deal last year was under the radar. Obviously, it was a mistake that happened in a three-way trade, but it almost worked out. It did work out into the Peets' favor because it saves them a pick and an asset they could have got this year. So we saw the moves last year in the playoffs. I know it was a quick four-game series, but Michael Simpson really kept them in games in that Hamilton series for the Peterborough Peets. He was spectacular in that series. If not for him, the Hamilton Bulldogs probably scored 10 goals a game plus in that series. That's how good they were. And that Hamilton team was dominating. We see the guys that are playing the National Hockey League this year. Um, But when I look at those rosters, they look so similar, right? You have Cam Allen, Michael Bushinger coming back on the back end. You're loaded there. You have your guys up front, Nemestika coming back, which was a sneaky good deal with the Sarnia staying both sides. That's a good hockey trade. And I just look at this roster on paper where the Gulf Storm can make those moves like the Peterborough Peets did to get over the hump. It allows them to be competitive this year where Cam Allen in, their, in his draft year and plus the year after where you get those guys returning. So I think the Gulf Storm, in my opinion, this year wasn't the year for them because next year is. And next year, I believe they'll be good. Patrick Lever is OA year. I think the Gulf Storm are the team to beat. Them and the Owen Sound attack. Owen Sound, they're a team that could have five goal scorers next year. And the five thirty goal scorers next year, no problem. They're a loaded bunch. So I got to go those two teams, Guelph and Owen Sound. 
Reese, and thoughts on next season. Who do you think looks the best on paper? For me, it's tough not to pick the Ottawa 67s. Um, you know, they, they may have bought a little bit at the deadline going after Morrison, going after Pavel Minchikov. But aside from them, who, of course, we're not going to see Morrison back, um, probably not um, Pavel Minchikov. But uh, like this this group's still young, and they are still loaded uh, with talent. Colin McKenzie uh, leading the way in net. He was phenomenal uh, throughout the year. Him and uh, him and Max Denoso, that one A one B system in Ottawa. And Dave Cameron worked it very well. He didn't overwork either guy, and I think that is very big for them going into next year. So uh, I mean, I, I expect Colin McKenzie to be the outlet right number one next year. Um, that's just me, but the, the, it's hard to not look at this Ottawa 67s team and think that they're just going to drop off, not be good anymore, because we will see a few teams in the East fall off after this past year. You expect the North Bay Battalion to be that team where you start selling some of the top guys. Uh, of course, Peterborough is definitely going to fall um, out of the top part of the Eastern Conference. So in the, in the East, I like Ottawa a lot. We go to the West, none cup hosts. Saginaw spirit, right? They're getting ready. And I saw on their Instagram today, that arena is already being worked on. They're already Already getting ready (laughs) for the 2024 uh, Memorial cup. And it's all led by Michael Misa. Uh, What we saw him do at 15 years old uh, in his rookie season, he's just, he's so good with the puck. His vision of the entire ice is second to none in the Ontario hockey league. That's why he was voted best rookie this year. That's why, um, he'll continue to light up the scoreboard, light up the score sheet. Uh, a lot of this team is going to run through him. So well, for for them, I think it's it's big. They're going to be big buyers at the deadline, that's for sure. Um, and, and I like Andrew Oak in net. I, I think he's going to be a very good piece in net for the Saginaw Spirit. And well, they're my team in the West. So an event like the Memorial Cup pumps up a lot of people, pumps up a community, pumps up an entire rank throughout the entire regular season in the playoffs. And that, that'll be big for the Saginaw Spirit. They're going to be very hungry to win a lot of games next year. And I like them coming out of the Western Conference. So they heard it from two gentlemen that know a lot about the Ontario Hockey League. Reese Dumaney, Colin Ward. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me. If you want to go ahead and take a look at their podcast, OHL in 60, follow them on Twitter at OHL in 60 podcast, as well as the Hammertown pod as well. I don't think I brought that up off the top, but uh, you can find these same two gentlemen there as well if you want to get uh, just a little bit more of Reese and Colin, because who can never have too much Reese and Colin? That's what I'm saying. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we got to change the name, though. Hey, yeah, hey we got that a question for change. you. We got a question for you. What do you think we should change it with the move to Brantford? Any thoughts? That's a good one. Uh, Maybe get the city of London to help us out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you, you can't just go with something simple, like, you know, like the B town podcast. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's going to slide. It, it just seems a little bit too simple. Um, have you, have you, t- have you taken it to the streets yet? Cause that's totally what yes. I do. Oh yeah. Yes. We've gone Mike, on Twitter. Yeah. Mike, we can't walk, <laughs> walking around Stop. downtown Brantford, walk around the center <laughs> yeah. and try to figure out a new name. Hey, you know what? This summer at training camp, we're going to do that. We got to get around the facility around training camp. I know there's going to be a lot of buzz there around the city of Brantford and we got to go there with a microphone, ask the fans what we think. And then opening night, we have to make the announcement of the name. The that's what we got to do. Ooh, yeah. That's yeah. what we got to do. Sweet. Glad I could help, gentlemen. Glad I could thank help. Thank you. Thank Colin you. Ward uh, joining me here on the Smitty Major Gentlemen, thank you very much. 
Even though I'd just gotten a new job that paid well, I still wanted to be prepared for the unexpected. My Sun Life advisor encouraged me to do three things. Get health coverage, start paying back debt, and build a safety net. When I got my cancer diagnosis, my advisor had already helped me become debt-free with enough set aside for emergencies. When I took time off, I didn't worry about my finances so I could focus on getting better. Today, I'm in remission. Call Middleton Finner Financial Services with offices in King Carden and Port Elgin. The curling season is just about over, but it's a great time to get ready for next year with the Gold Line end of season sale. Jackets, vests, shoes, and brooms. Check out all the deals at goldlinecurling.com. Goldline, the choice of champions. This is the Smitty and Mitty Show. Welcome back to the Smitty and Mitty Show here on the TSMS Radio Network. We're going to talk some hockey here. Big thank you to uh, both Colin Ward and uh, Reese Dumaney for hopping on the show and joining me, talking some OHL hockey. Both of those gentlemen from the OHL in 60 podcast. You can find them on Twitter as well. Let's talk some NHL. Uh, the playoffs, of course, in full swing, but locally here. And I know, listen, Mitty's going to really want to talk about this when he comes back. Um, to be honest with you, I'm a little bit upset that he's not ready to record the show right now because this is right up his alley. Toronto Maple Leafs season obviously came to an end at the hands of the Florida Panthers, who we now know are off to the Stanley Cup final. But the Toronto Maple Leafs making big splashes. We talked on the show last week about what possible moves the Toronto Maple Leafs could be making this offseason. Is it going to be on the ice? Is it going to be in the front office? Is it going to be behind the bench? There was lots of different ways that the Toronto Maple Leafs could really go about this and could go about the offseason. Well, it didn't take very long for the Maple Leafs to make a move. In fact, uh, by the time we recorded the podcast last week and actually got it out to air, the news had already dropped. The Maple Leafs had fired general manager Kyle Dubas and they would be looking for a new general manager for this upcoming season. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily call it the most surprising news in the world, but certainly news that would shake up the hockey world and would get people thinking about what the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to be up to this offseason. Now we know for sure that they're going to be looking for a new general manager. They're looking for someone else to guide the ship, someone else to get them through this rough patch that they're going on. They finally win a playoff series, uh, another successful regular season for the Toronto Maple Leafs, but after the first round win, everything goes downhill in a quick and outing against the Florida Panthers. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs held their media availability at the end of the season this past week as well. Uh, lots of players, uh, Sheldon Keefe, Brendan Shanahan, they also got the chance to talk to the media, air their thoughts on the season that was, uh, any possible changes that needed to be made. And I'm going to play you some of the answers from them. First up, the president, Brendan Shanahan. These are his thoughts on what moves or what maybe the Toronto Maple Leafs need to look for in this upcoming offseason. Well, I, I I don't want to get ahead of that. And again, I, I want to speak to new candidates. I certainly have some thoughts and opinions, but I've always, I've always um, the way that it's always worked here, whether you're president of the team or you're, you know, uh, pro scouts like we've we've had a very sort of a open atmosphere where people can state their opinions to the general manager and the general manager makes decisions 
Um, that's the way it has been. It's how I expect it to be going forward. We want to support the GM. The GM and the coach and the players, they're forward-facing the most. The, the most pressure is on them. Um, so I think that when it comes to that, certainly I, I, what I took from Kyle's comments were accurate and honest, which is without making any promises, we will look at everything in the organization and try to make decisions that will make us better. And that might be on a, on a, not on the timeline that everybody wants. It might not occur just this summer. It might occur during the season. It might occur on the next trade deadline. But, you know, just being different doesn't solve something. And, and, and me removing Kyle from the position of general manager isn't the solution. It's finding something that is a better fit that is a solution. And it's the same on the ice. And I think that's what Kyle was saying was, and, and I don't know how you argue with that, that if, if we find a way to make an improvement on the ice, then we have to explore that. that. That wasn't directed at any one player or any one position or, or at any job specifically. We are, every single year, looking to get better. And sometimes we're successful and sometimes we're not, but that is always the goal. Some interesting words there from Toronto Maple Leafs President Brendan Shanahan uh, regarding Kyle Dubas and regarding uh, looking for something else if it's there. Uh, obviously, now we know that the Maple Leafs have fired Kyle Dubas from the GM role of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and they will be looking elsewhere. But the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you heard it there from Brendan Shanahan, they weren't going to do that unless they felt like they had a better option to help them win. Unless they felt like there was somebody out there, and whether or not they've had any preliminary talks or not, uh, they must have felt like there was a better chance to win by hiring someone else other than Kyle Dubas. And the Toronto Maple Leafs give them credit. They're going to go ahead and do that. They were able to make that decision that it would needed to be changed. And, and who knows if that's the only change that's going to happen for Toronto. Um, I still really do believe that... Um, there is something on the table for one of Toronto's big pieces up front, right? We're talking a player, um, one of Toronto's stars, if you will. Uh, they might be on the move. It is not out of the question here this offseason to see the Toronto Maple Leafs make a move to get rid of one of these guys and just change up the look in the room, change up um, what is going on in that dressing room a little bit. And I think you still might see it. Uh, where I don't think the Maple Leafs are going to make a move is behind the bench, um, especially after the firing of GM Kyle Dubas. I think um, you've kind of seen at most what's going to happen um, in the front office and, and with staff on the team. Um, I don't think that head coach Sheldon Keefe has anything to worry about with his job. And, of course, uh, the curse of the Smitty and Mitty show, by the time the scouts gets out, who knows, maybe they'll fire Sheldon Keefe as well. But uh, as of right now, he's still a member and he's still uh, the head coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And, and uh, he had some interesting words as well in his exit interview um, to end off the season talking about uh, really what it meant for him to be coaching the Toronto Maple Leafs, having a chance to coach this hockey team, and, and hopefully he's not going anywhere. This is um, these, are, these are the words. I'll play the interview for you now. Um, this was uh, Sheldon Keefe talking a little bit about being the head coach of the Maple Leafs. Well, I certainly love and appreciate my position and, and, and the chance to, to coach the Toronto Maple Leafs. I've enjoyed every day of it. It's been, we've gone through a lot of different things from 
COVID and all those different things that we've had to deal with along the way. But uh, certainly uh, love this job and love this opportunity, love this challenge of navigating through and finding a way for our team to, to win a Stanley Cup. Uh, and in terms of the core group and everything, I feel like we've grown a lot together. And um, while on a day like today, it's really tough to, to feel or sense any sort of progress, but I do feel we've made progress as a group. And a lot of the disappointment that comes in, in losing is, is, is attached to the excitement that you have for your team and the potential that your team has. Um, and that excitement and that potential, I believe, is still very much there. And uh, I think we feel that. I think we feel, you know, uh, good about the, 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 the fact that we're able to push through and get to the first round or get through the first round. Yet you also sense that um, you're so close and the margin is so thin to get beyond that, you know, get from eight to four and ultimately to two to one. You know, that journey um, feels, you feel close, yet you recognize how, how far away it is. But, uh, you know, coming in today, especially spending time with the players, I mean, the last couple of days for me have been, you know, pretty lonely and lots of reflection and, and, and uh, trying to understand what's, what's, uh, what happened um, and all of that. And there'll be more time to do that. But getting in today and sitting with the players and speaking with them, you know, you're, you're right back in the fight again and, and recognizing that this is, you know, a um, disappointing day here today, but uh, you still have lots of belief in the group. Toronto Maple Leafs head coach Sheldon Keefe, obviously there you heard in his uh, portion of his exit interview, that is, um, that he still has belief. He still believes um, in this group, the Toronto Maple Leafs, that they have um what it takes to, to, to get the job done, to do something special. They have the talent, um, and he, certain, he certainly at least believes in that group of guys. But we'll wait and see if uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs upper management, the, the big brass, if they have anything to say about that. We obviously already know about the firing of Kyle Dubas. Will the Toronto Maple Leafs make any more big moves this offseason? Uh, that will obviously still need to be determined. Man, I really wish that uh, Mr. Middleton was here and we could sit down and we could discuss the Leafs. These are always my favorite uh, conversations to have because uh, we're we're fans of different hockey teams, so we can sit down and when one thing's happening to uh, one of our favorite teams, the other one will ask them how we're feeling, how we would feel if it was happening to our team. Um, but obviously we can't have that conversation until Mr. Middleton's back on the, sh the show, which will hopefully be sooner rather than later. We're going to wrap up this segment of the show right now. And on the other side of the break, going to do a wrap-up, finish up the show for this week. Uh, it has been an absolute blast hosting this myself again. But you know what? I'm absolutely out of gas when it comes to speaking for uh, the majority of the show. Obviously, I bring the guests on to help out with that. But um, when it comes to doing the show alone, certainly need my co-host back. Uh, the Smitty Mitty Show goes to break. We will be back on the other side to finish off this show. Thank the guests. Thank the sponsors. And we'll say goodbye for another week after the break. The curling season is just about over, but it's a great time to get ready for next year with the Gold Line End of Season Sale. Jackets, vests, shoes, and brooms. Check out all the deals at goldlinecurling.com. Goldline, the choice of champions. Even though I'd just gotten a new job that paid well, I still wanted to be prepared for the unexpected. My Sun Life advisor encouraged me to do three things. Get health coverage, start paying back debt, 
and build a safety net. When I got my cancer diagnosis, my advisor had already helped me become debt-free with enough set aside for emergencies. When I took time off, I didn't worry about my finances so I could focus on getting better. Today, I'm in remission. Call Middleton Finner Financial Services with offices in King Carden and Port Elgin. This is the Smitty and Mitty Show. Welcome back to the Smitty and Mitty Show here on the TSMS Radio Network and the Smitty and Mitty Show podcast, episode 139. We approach and get closer to that 150 mark, which is also going to be almost bang on for our three-year anniversary since we started this whole thing, and we look forward to getting to that point. Thank you for tuning in this week. A big thank you to my two guests on the show, Reese Demaney, Colin Ward uh, from the OHL in 60 podcast, as well as the Hammertown pod. Uh, they talk about some Hamilton Bulldogs hockey on that podcast. Whole scope of the OHL on the OHL and 60 podcast. Thank you to those two gentlemen for hopping on and joining me on the show this week, talking some OHL and the upcoming Memorial Cup, which is underway this weekend, already underway by the time that you're listening to this radio program or this podcast. So check it out as the Peterborough Peets from the OHL look to go up against Quebec, Seattle, and Kamloops to see who will be the best junior hockey team in the country this year. That just about does it for our content and our podcast and our radio show this week. So thank you for tuning in. A big thank you goes out to our sponsors, Gold Line Curling, the choice of champions, and Dave Middleton at Sun Life Financial in King Carden. Life is brighter under the sun. Helping make this show possible. Helping keep the lights on here in the studio every single week. We'll have more sports content coming your way next week. Baseball, MLB, Talk about the NHL and the Stanley Cup Final, which is set to get underway next week as well. All of that is coming up on the show next week, and hopefully we'll get Mr. Middleton back in studio. He's been spending some time with the family, uh, and hopefully we'll get to see uh, and hear his voice here on the show next week as well. From Noah Smith here at the Smitty and Mitty Show, we thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in wherever you are. Enjoy your week, and we'll see you next time here on the Smitty and Mitty Show.